I came to bring the pain, hardcore from the brain. Let's go inside my astral plane. Find out my mental, based on instrumental record. Hey, so I can write monumental methods. I'm not the king, but this is decaf. I stick them for the cream. Check it, just how deep can get. Deepest the abyss, and brothers is mad fish. Accept it in your cross color. Close your crossed over. Think I totally crossed out and crisscrossed. There really is no good way to eat a Jello shot, is there? <laughs> Those were Jello, Jello. Because I, I think I've always had them, and there's a little bit of liquid. But I think those were. I think that's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. But I had to like get in there and like peel it out. But it was good. Yeah, I, just, I followed the recipe. Yeah, so. it was good. No, I'm, I'm I'm not complaining at all. I think that's how they're supposed to be. I've had them where like it's always kids doing it, and they just get excited and like, hey, here's some Jello. Like it's just Kool Aid. Here's some glop. in it. Yeah, here's some glip glop. Hi, and welcome to the Harder Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Chris King. Hello. A very special guest in studio with us today, Avery Dellinger. Yes. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Nice to be here. Did you like how I went up? I was like, I'm not 100% sure how to say your last name. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time to guess. I actually have an aunt that convinced an uncle to pronounce it Dellinger instead of, instead of Dellinger. Yeah. So. Dellinger. It's Dellinger. Dellinger. Is there any relation to Dillinger? I have heard we are. My dad, wow. my dad said perfect timing. Perfect timing for the dog. You know what the dog doesn't like? John Dillinger. There's no reason for it, but he doesn't like John Dillinger at all, and he will let you know. I don't know how often we talked about it. Yeah, my dad says that uh, his dad told him that we were related and that we changed the name in the 30s because um, we were being harassed by police and bank officials. Oh, wow. And then, um, wow. He thought it was all bullshit, and then he got a letter from a cousin where it was addressed D I L L instead of D E L L. Oh wow, that's amazing! Oh, wow. yeah. Have you have you guys seen the places? I think they're like still around in like some of the towns right outside of Indianapolis where they actually have like the concrete barriers where they were trying to make it like Dillinger proof. Like it was like basically banks and so, stuff. Oh, when they're back in the day. Uh, yeah, I but they're like seen that. they're still existing there today. Where it's just like they basically put a poured concrete like slabs, so like you couldn't come by and like shoot up the shoot up uh, the joint. Yeah, yeah. I think they were doing that now. Like too little, too late. Right? <laughs> I hear there's a, a bullet uh, at the slippery noodle. From yeah, the yeah, yeah. Gang, and then um, it was Dufour's in Irvington, and now it's. Uh, Lincoln Square. Lincoln Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposedly he was there as well. But yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Bullet there. I, know that. I always think, I don't know why, but for some reason, anytime I think of John Dillinger, it's always the penis situation. Because you what heard was, about that? It was his penis situation. Apparently he had a huge penis. Yeah, they oh. they yeah. talked about it on the Wonder Years. That's how much it was. That's how big of a deal it was. <laughs> yeah. The Wonder Years devoted a whole episode to Kevin was in the museum, and apparently that museum maybe had John Dillinger's, John Dillinger's uh, you know, penis. Supposedly it's in a jar at the Smithsonian. But there you that's, go. Yeah. They were in the Smithsonian. Why do I not know this? I, feel yeah, like I don't know. It's a big thing, apparently. Common Which is also his penis is a big thing. But yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why that's a thing, that's I, a big deal. I do. But I yeah, do. Uh, it's just like a thing that goes with it. I don't his everybody death that. photo um, that was published in in the newspapers. It looked like he had a hard on. Uh, yeah. I think like an arm or something. I was going to say you had, you had such a missed <laughs> opportunity. You had such a missed opportunity to say it runs in the family, right? Well, there. I, 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 that's I, true. I have a, kind of have a story about that oh wow um i can't familiar with robert indiana he did the love Mm, yeah sign l-o-v and um i used to be an artist and i was at heron art school and he came to visit and was um he came on to me because he was was a gay man and he found out my last name was dellinger and he he said that he had um 
heard that ran in the family and wanted to know. And, yeah. Uh, gave me uh, his address and wanted me to come by. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, and I did not. Yeah. But, uh, I did get a signed love stamp from him. Oh. <laughs> so well, is that what the kids were calling it back then? <laughs> that's nice. But, yeah, he wanted to know if, if it ran in the family. So. Oh. That's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it. What's amazing is you've never heard the, that. I, I, feel, I feel like that's that's like common. That's a common thing. I like, just knew about the bank robbing. I didn't no, know No, no, the, no, no. If he, if he ever got caught with his uh, gun, he just pulled his pants down. People were just like, ah. <laughs> That was it. And they'd walk away and he'd take out the money. He's like, that's a, that's ridiculous. So every, I guess I should have said in your intro that you are the uh, general manager of Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. Yes. Um, but that's very interesting. You went to art school. Like, yeah. Kind of take me, how do you go from being an art student? What kind of art were you into? Um, I, um, I'm an oil painter. Oh, wow. And I went to IU Bloomington. My sister got me a scholarship to come to Heron in Indianapolis. Nice. And um, so I came back, and because um, I was in Indianapolis and I didn't want to be at my parents' house the whole time, mm-hmm. I got a job at Crackers. Well, it was before it was Crackers. It was the uh, Downtown Comedy Connection and the Broad Ripple Comedy Club, okay. which my sister worked at. She's like, yeah, you can come here and start working. So I started working in a comedy club then. And what and were you then, doing there? Was like box office? Uh, I started off as a server, and then I went to bartending. And then my sister was um, uh, an assistant manager, or a manager in Crackers um, took over. Mm-hmm. And because I was her brother, she trusted me enough to um, watch the shop for a night here and there. And so that's where I started managing. Oh, and then wow. uh, I quit. Um, and then a friend of mine who had bartended with me, uh, wanted to start uh, Morty's back in 2006 and asked me to come along and be like an operations manager. Mm -hmm. Um, And just went on from there. I just kept doing well at my job, I think. Wow. So that's been your whole adult life has been on and off. Yeah, I started when I was 21. Okay. Wow. Or 20 because I, I became 21 on the job and, Learned from a, a bartender there uh, what drinks I should start drinking. So I was 20 when I started serving there. Oh, wow. I feel like that's a school of like, if we were good at our jobs, that's what would have happened. Because we had sort of the same path, but just got derailed by sucking on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. But I think it's nice to know, like, oh, if you're good, like, that's what happened. Like, that's that's great that somebody made it. We wouldn't have. Well, like, you're you're like in the perfect middle of the crosshairs of the whole point of this like podcast is because yeah. it's a comedy podcast about the service industry and you've worked in the service industry in a comedy club, mm, uh, pretty yeah. much your whole adult life. Uh, so you, so you go, you open Morty's as a, as a partner pretty much. Uh, I was originally supposed to be a sweat equity owner mm-hmm. and, um, and that never fruit came to fruition because we closed before that happened. And, mm. um, and then another group bought Morty's, brought me on as an advisor. Um, and so that's where it was. I just kind of showed them how to run a comedy club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you have gone from, you know, outside of serving and bartending to actually talent booking and dealing with comedians. And yeah, I, um, I feel that I'm a, the friend that started um, Morty's with me kind of called me a comedy connoisseur. I've never had the desire to be up on stage being the funny person, 
but I understand why things are funny mm-hmm. or how, how the words work to make it laugh, make the laugh work or, um, why a buildup is only funny if you've got something to keep right. them laughing in the meantime, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It's art of, a of the comedy that, um, that I kind of understand, but I have no desire to, to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just like to see other people do it and then critique them and get off easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then how long, how long was, uh, Morty's open for? Um, Morty's original ownership was until 2010, I think. And then, um, the uh, second round went to 2018. Okay. So, and then how? And then how do you? Uh, how did you go from there to Helium? Um, the owner of Helium um, also owns the ticketing company that Morty's used. Oh, okay. And uh, they were looking for an investor at Morty's back in the day, and they reached out to him, and he had Heliums, and he didn't necessarily invest in in Morty's, but he certainly uh, took a, um, advantage of the situation when they did close and bought out their uh, email list and me as a oh, wow. <laughs> manager. That's a pretty so, good deal. Yeah, so. <laughs> so you came over with uh, all of your connections and your kind knowledge of, of the city. Yeah. and yeah, They had another guy in for the first uh, couple months that's, um, that was their general manager in Philadelphia, and then uh, he left, and I took over from there. So Helium is a chain. Yes. there's Comedy seven. chain. Seven under the same umbrella. There's a, a, a Good Nights. There was Charlie Good Nights in Raleigh. And there's also a Bananas in um, New Jersey that's in a hotel. But they all, all the others are Heliums. Is that, has that been um, different at all from you going from, a, I guess, kind of like smaller owner-operator oh, to... Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's a lot more stable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know that, that um, uh, the comics that I get through are... are higher quality mm-hmm. headliners than, than Morty's was bringing in on a regular basis. We would have them occasionally, but on, on a week to week basis, the level of comics that Helium is bringing through because they can uh, route them through different of our different uh, clubs in our market. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's one thing easier. too, that I, the, the only thing I've ever heard about Helium is good things from comics from yeah. on podcasts and stuff. And yeah. So if you're kind of plugged into, you know, the one in, Philadelphia or wherever, um, they just kind of do all of them, don't they? Yeah. Um, for the most part. There's some that, that it has to be in their route. We've got them in uh, Portland and East Coast on in New Jersey and uh, Philadelphia and Buffalo. Uh, so if somebody's in L.A., it's easier to get to Portland than it is to come to Philadelphia. But mm-hmm. eventually they'll probably get there. They'll work and out. I've only been around for a year plus, so... I haven't had everybody that we've had at the other clubs, but yeah, I think they route them that way. Yeah, who has been in your entire time working in this industry? Like, what? Who's been your favorite comic interaction that you've ever had? Um, that's mm, that's a lot to, to say. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed meeting Brian Regan. He didn't play our club at the time; it was at Morty's. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to our club after he'd played the Marat and just hung out after the show and bought everybody rounds and, wow. um, and was nice enough and professional enough to greet and talk to everybody that came out and stayed. 
Oh. So like he, he would stop a conversation and say, oh, uh, let me get back to you. And he'd walk four steps away to people that obviously were wanting to speak with him and say, hi, I'm Brian, and, mm-hmm. and talked to them. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. I've met a lot of nice and cool people but, um, or people that I was impressed with. But that was probably the, uh, the, the coolest interaction. I, I was really impressed with how he handled all these people that wanted to see him. Like I saw Dave Chappelle. He came to, um, to visit his buddy, and um, he just wasn't as open to meeting and greeting people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was an awkward experience. But yeah. it was still cool, but it, it just didn't, it wasn't a cool flow of, hey, this is my idol. It was the yeah. only guy that yeah. I kind of stumbled around <laughs> was Dave Chappelle. Well, and, and Dave Chappelle, especially <laughs> at that time, was just blowing up, I'm sure, so it made it difficult. But I'm sure you said uh, it's 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 definitely been more steady. But how has it been? You and I talked about this a little bit already. How has it been now <laughs> doing oh, with, this with in the last COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the COVID situation, it especially is. with the ups and now the most recent down of you know the kind of pulling back. How is that? How is that working out? It is awkward <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> it's a real Dave Chappelle, is what it is. It's a Dave Chappelle. That's a- there is um, like. Part of the reason why I felt like I was good at my job is I could kind of predict how shows would be attended yeah, yeah, or what yeah. kind of people would come to the shows yeah. or, um, you know, like how the comics would interact with other comics. And and with COVID happening, everything is so unpredictable. I yeah. can have a really busy show or a dead show in the same week. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with um, necessarily the comic as much as it has to do with... Um, what came on the news that day? You know, yeah. they decided to increase a uh, a mandate, and then all of a sudden, twenty reservations cancel. It changes everything. Or, yeah, um, it's it's just it's awkward. But well, it's, <laughs> it's it's interesting how sensitive every how how sensitive that is to everything. How you know there's I, I'm sure you've seen that too, where you know the news would definitely probably does impact your business at least a little bit, and you could probably pick it up, especially as as in tune to it as you are. But now it just seems so sensitive where. The news day, it's like, yeah, you know, we went up a little bit. Like, and that is probably showing fluxes, too, and, like, your audience. That's just, it's a weird, weird time, man. Yeah. When we first opened up after COVID, we had uh, Big Jay Okerson. Uh, his tickets had been on sale pre-shutdown. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I came back, it was a really busy show. And I thought, all right, we're, we're going to do back this. And then yeah, the yeah, next, yeah, yeah. that Saturday, um, D.L. Hewley passed out on stage at, um, um, Zanies in Tennessee, and then we immediately lost um, Michael Shea and Ali Sadiq on coming up weeks because I yeah. believe they saw what had happened to him and thought maybe we should stay home for another yeah. month or so. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the, the next couple of weeks were were really dead. So yeah, um, I, it was no way for me to gauge how people were going to react to that stuff. Yeah. But you're uh, just for people that are listening to that. You and I talked about a little bit about what you're doing for COVID. You're doing really cool stuff. I mean, you're as far as like keeping everybody safe. You're pretty on point with that, right? So we're, we're taking uh, all the precautions that we feel need to be kept for our staff more yeah. than we need yeah, yeah. for the the guests. Yeah, uh, I don't want my staff to be able to. That's right. Um, not come into work because they don't feel comfortable. Right. So it's for them, and then um, hopefully I, the audience members will. 
I think um, it's I think it's probably policy. interesting. You know, we come from the service industry. It's always surprising for people that are coming to visit places like that or restaurants that service industry are human beings. Isn't that? It's always a surprise. It's <laughs> like we're trying to keep our our people safe. Like these are people. I have been treating them like robots. <laughs> it's it's got to be frustrating for people. <laughs> I, I've been asking my servers. I'm like, are, are people treating you better? Are they yeah, tipping you more? Question. And yeah. sometimes they they definitely are. But yeah, again, it's so unpredictable. Other times they. Could care less about that. I have servers. actually. I'm glad you brought that up. I've heard that where there's no middle. It's either people are over tipping because like, hey, you're in a spot and we're doing whatever we can to help everywhere, or it's like, listen, I'm I'm people are not respecting that at all, and then just like zero tips. Like there's no middle like anymore. We've had these um, cancellations of some pretty high profile comics, and the people that have bought tickets for them were giving them food and beverage vouchers to stay at the the makeup show. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of those people that have gotten a voucher that covers forty dollars of their tab are not tipping right. off of the uh, but that's, amount. That's the they're thing. tipping that's, off of the post uh, discount. Okay. But that's when so you that's is, when you're surprised. Like right. they're not people. Like right. we don't need to do that. First of all, this is not a COVID thing. This is <laughs> right. People right, don't right. understand. And if, that's right. If I could open up every show with this, I would. Uh, you always tip on the full amount of whatever you yeah. get, no matter how much is discounted. That's right. If you go to a wedding and it's open bar, <laughs> that doesn't mean you don't tip. Yeah. Uh, I I'm a venue bartender, so I'm very passionate. Yeah, about we talk this. about that. Though. I'm the worst. Uh, um, you know, but the only thing is, that I never have cash anymore. Oh, guess what? We have a Venmo. You can pay PayPal. That's fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. That's fine. I, I need think that. That's that would be a really good idea for my staff to maybe have a Venmo. Um, I went to the Mug and Bun mm-hmm. over on the West Side. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they were taking no. Uh, cash mm-hmm. um and they would not accept tips except for cash so yeah uh, if you didn't have that's cash a for the tips you could Venmo it. Yeah. and i thought that was a really good idea that you could still uh, now i have some uh, some strange person's venmo in my account that i've paid money to that <laughs> yeah. i know <laughs> it always there. reminds you too like do you want to pay mike today like i don't even know who mike is <laughs> yeah we have a virtual tip jar that's uh, they just uh, oh that's great laminated on the bar and so people are like oh i don't have cash i'm like oh you can venmo that's that great i go uh, i've, I've what i've done when i stopped having cash because i stopped serving and stopped having cash I would just go and I would just bring like a twenty with me and like I would just drop a twenty in there like in the Perfect, beginning. Yeah. And then what happens is those bartenders change and then I would <laughs> go back for another one. I'm like, well, they don't know that I tipped that twenty, and then yeah. I'm just an asshole. I just stop drinking. Well, I just bring my own. What they did now is they, it's it's so confusing with the mask on and the mask off and when it's okay to have one and when it's not, and and the exceptions that they make sometimes. So like right now as it stands this week, uh, uh, and the, the rule's going to change tomorrow. But for the for it was just like if you basically if you're up eating or if you're eating you don't have to have a mask on. Yeah. The only time they really enforce it, they go, look, if you go up to the bar, put your mask on. Yeah. And the rest of the time it's your wedding, do whatever. And oh, this is at the venue you work at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so people would come up at the beginning, they'd be okay with it, and they'd put a mask on. Some people would fumble with it, and pretend they didn't know how to put one on. But then like two or three cocktails in, yeah, then people are just coming up. Like I had yeah. like so many people coming up just covering their mouth. You know, or just, <laughs> just like, like, yeah, it's not it. People pulling down their masks to order, they come up with a mask on, and yeah. they'd be like, Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I just tasted the Bud Light yeah. you you ordered before. I tasted it. Uh, Put so your mask this, back on. This one guy like held. He just he held the corners of his mask up like it was a microphone in front of his mouth, <laughs> and it was just like two cor- two Coronas, please, two Coronas. Yeah, the people suck. <laughs> people suck. I was like, this I, is a, 
I don't know what this is. I've been addicted to watching. I, I that's what I do now is I watch videos of people freaking out about masks and stuff. And and it's there's always mixed in with like I mean it's Karen. I think it's Karen's Gone Wild is the one I really follow on Instagram. And there's a new one like almost every day and it's amazing. But my favorites are people that are just losing their minds over the mask. My favorite one is definitely the woman that goes to the dentist office. Have you seen that one? You know I'm talking about. Ooh, look it up. Uh, she she goes in and she said, "I talked to my lawyer before this, and he said I could sue you if you don't let me in. So let me in." And that that's the mentality of people. Like, well, I guess yeah. If she called her lawyer before a dentist appointment, I guess we gotta let her in. And people just assume that it's it's yeah, people. And that you know, and we, all the three of us, definitely know this. That is not new. That's it's yeah. not new for people who have it's just become this way. It's it's I I absolutely. And I was always a really uh, pessimistic bartender and server, but I, I still genuinely believe that for the most part, people are genuinely good. But you're always going to remember those assholes. Unfortunately, there's they're the ones that stick out. Yeah, they will. And, yeah, and they, set the tone for the rest of your night. When that that's absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not going to remember all the people that were good and, and that were great and understood the rules and are respectful because I think the majority like that is. But you're always going to remember those those dicks that just use their hand. Like, is this okay? Like, no, get out. God, you suck. Have you have you had? Problems with anybody coming into the club and not wanting to comply with the rules? Not at our club. At the uh, the St. Louis one, I found out the other day that um, the box office person had required a lady to wear the mask in. We require you wear it into your table. Yeah. Um, you can take it off at the table um, while you're eating and drinking. If you get up to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. while you're ordering, you should have the mask on. Pretty off. reasonable, yeah. And, yeah. Then, um, and this lady had said that it was uh, a medical condition. I love and, it. Um, I love the medical condition. Then you should go home. And they suggested that maybe this isn't the <laughs> spot for you to be yeah. if you have a medical condition because you know, we need you to have a mask here. And the lady threw the mask at the employee. Great. I think that's just asinine. It's there should be nothing. That's assault, brother. But that is it. It's the medical condition is a big one. Like, listen, if you have a medical condition... You should definitely not be out. Like yeah. it's definitely not there's worth it. There's a pandemic, the, guys. Yeah, there's a <laughs> pandemic specifically attacking your respiratory system. I don't know if a beer is worth it for your to, to die. <laughs> you should go home. Yeah. Watch the Zoom show at home. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Even if you, I don't know. I think a lot of people, you know, everyone has different opinions on it. But it's just like at the, at the very least, I don't know. So it just seems asinine that you couldn't wear it. It's it seems so easy to like, hey, put it's this easy. on as you come in and come out. You can even take it off while you. Yeah. Eat and drink, enjoy the show. Yeah. Just do the bare minimum. Yeah, that's it. It's literally bare minimum. Put it on. I'll tell you what, though. You, I, you're wearing glasses. I had to get new contacts recently, so I had to go to uh, – I did not want to go to get new contacts, but I had to go. And I had to wear glasses because I, I went until those contacts were dead. Mm. So I wore glasses, and then I wore a mask. I, I don't, I'm sure you know this. You're wearing glasses. Masks and uh, yeah. glasses, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> it is not It is not cool at all. I'm like, oh, maybe this is what people are complaining about. This is terrible. Have you? Do you have that problem, or have you figured it out? Yeah, you got to put them real far on your nose. Okay. But my problem is I don't I don't have, like, a real far on my nose. I yeah, your nose is real. A flat nose, yeah. so <laughs> I just I end up looking like a grandpa a lot of times. Like, <laughs> it was terrible. I thought I was having a heart attack in there. I'm like, I might have gotten the COVID while I went out with these glasses, but I was just like... Trying to navigate the glasses and the mask, and I was just breathing really hard. I'm like, this is what people, these assholes are complaining about. But, yeah, it's glasses and masks are rough. I have to keep washing them off because, of course, I take an eye test as I'm wearing my mask and glasses. Like, can you see this? Like, I can't see a goddamn thing. I didn't know you were in here, lady. It was awful. Outside that bastard, fine. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I guess you, yeah, you would have to wear the mask while you're in the yeah. doctor's office. I, I called them. 
And I felt like a... Did you I, call your lawyer first? Yeah. I called my lawyer first, and they said I could sue you. <laughs> because I just... Well, the thing is, my my prescription has not changed since I was, like, 15 wearing contacts. It has never changed, ever. But contacts, you have to get a... You have to get a test. Certified. Yeah, every single year. You do it. Like, can I please just... Is this year... Can I take a pass? I just... I'm on the other side. I over-worry about it. Like, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to roll the dice of yeah. doing it. Like, just give me the contacts... It's fine. Of course, you have to do it. Like, that's fine. I'm not going to be a douchebag about it. But, yeah, you got to wear a mask the whole time. And my, my eyes are fogging up. And she, uh, she's like, what line can you read? Like, I can't, I can't read a goddamn thing. And I don't know what's appropriate to, like, take off and wipe off. Or I don't know what, what's okay to do here. Like, read. The, I can't read that. That big Z at the top, I hope it's an N. I hope it's an, still a Z. I have no idea what that looks like. Well, it sounds like there's an invention to be made where you can, like, Puff some cool air on the other side of your glasses. It made me fogging up. But every time noise. I every time I see the people that have cut the mouth hole in their mask, which defeats the entire purpose, I'm like, that would be great right now. <laughs> that was everyone I waited on last night. That was pulling. <laughs> well, because the, the other thing too is like inside a wedding, it's uh, it's it's always loud. Yeah, and yeah. people aren't. Excuse me. <laughs> and I, you know, I've got old man ears already. Yeah. And so I'm like, huh? Party leaning in close. And then as I'm leaning in close, they'll pull their mask down. God damn it. <laughs> spit right in your ear. You can like feel it hitting your ear. Right in there. Like I said, gin and tonic. Like I felt it. I the felt COVID the wet willy. <laughs> well, I went into, I went into our local, uh, uh, steer-in right there uh-huh. with Thad. Thad moved in and like right in the middle of quarantine. And so I was just like, oh, like the when they first opened up, when you could actually go inside, I was like, I have to take you to the steering. And we walked in, and it was the same thing. You had to like just wear a mask, yeah, to the table. Um, no, but I don't think they were enforcing it. Yet. I don't know. But from the two feet walk from the door to the table, there was a guy sitting there, and as soon as we passed him, he just sneezed all over that. Uh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, he's fine. We know he's fine, but that's uh, that's pretty hilarious. I was telling you, I went to that uh, the mug and bun, um, yeah. where I saw they had the uh, the Venmo. Uh, that's apps. great. Yeah, uh, they had uh, socially distanced tables, uh, and we were at this outdoor table. I have six kids. I have six in my family, four kids, yeah. and they have a drive up like car hop service, or you can sit outside. And mm-hmm. four kids in the back of a car eating food is not the best. For yeah. your car, so we thought we'd see it sit outside. It's, yeah, it's I think still safer outside than maybe. Absolutely, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we happened to be sitting at an elevated uh, deck, and just below us, it wasn't really socially distanced because it was in a different section. Uh, but there was this guy, old guy, no mask, and he was constantly coughing. Huh. Huh. Of course, <laughs> always those people. Always those people <laughs> like. That, like you're the person that can be in your car. Yeah. Stay yeah. in your fucking car. Yeah. Shut your goddamn windows and eat your food in there instead of coughing Cough all over my away. family. Yeah. Oh, I felt so uncomfortable, and yeah. I, did, I don't know how to react to that. I'm like, well, I, yeah. if you've got a cough, don't be out in public or wear your goddamn mask. Yeah. You know? There's no, there's there's no, no excuse well, for that. I mean, and I was, it's, it's just the same story every time. I went to, I had to go to the, the county building this, this uh, last week, mm. and they say... Because it's a county building. You have to wear your mask. It's yeah. county building. What's the one right by the yeah, circle? City county. Building. Yeah. City county, yeah. Uh, and they're like, if you walk in, they call you out. Like, we're, of course, we're wearing the mask. But if you weren't, they'll give you a mask. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, there were these two women behind us that were, as soon as they got in, they took their mask right off. Like, why? Why? Put it on. Yeah. What? Are you, why? What's the point? Like, what are you doing? And that's, I, I just don't, I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand that at all. Like, they're just. 
people will not be told what to do. And that's that's what it comes down to. It's like I don't care what it's for. I don't care if it's for other people's safety. I don't care if we're all we're not all in it together. Like I'm just I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and that's it. It sucks. I don't know how it's gonna be a conspiracy amongst the whole. Oh, that's world. that's the best. <laughs> is it seems like every every person that I've ever seen or talked to that doesn't want to wear a mask, it's a conspiracy that this is this is the the U.S. finally controlling us. This. Putting the mask on. This is the mark of the beast. Is that this is how they're going to start it? And then after, after this mask, you know what they're going to do next? Pants. All, <laughs> we're going to have to wear pants. All conspiracies either get funneled to one world government or yeah. flat Earth. That's those the only two yeah. places you can end up. Yeah, flat earthers are uh, think that uh, the Truman Show is the Bible. They cite the Truman Show all the time, which I think is like that defeats the purpose. That's a Jim Carrey vehicle. You're going to cite the Truman Show. Oh, because of the... Have you seen that documentary, that Flat Earther documentary? I've, I've heard part of it. I've yeah, heard oh, enough man. of it. It's fantastic. Yeah. They just they just cite the Truman Show. I just know that there's like an ice wall at the end of the That's world. That's what they yeah. But yeah. no one's, no one's taking the boat trip out there yet. They're like, ah, oh, 2022, we're taking that boat trip. Like, how much does a boat cost? Like, If it's flat, you can get there. It should be really easy. You'll think, see it. It's over. The thing is, if you go far enough on a boat, you probably will eventually hit an ice wall, right? Yeah, and then they'll be right, but they don't even do that. None of them. There's a single flat earther that's taking that boat just to, just to confirm, like, there it is. Not one of them. Let's take, a, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Drama in the LBC It's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G But I somehow, someway Keep coming up with funky-ass hits Like every single day May I kick a little something for the G's And make a few ends as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party's still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got some freaks in the living room getting it on And they ain't leaving till six in the, six morning. In the morning So what you gonna do? Hmm. I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too So turn off the lights and close the doors But for what? We don't love them Did you see that uh, Snoop Dogg was on uh, Jada Pinkett's Red Table show? Oh, oh. And, that uh, show was uh, making the rounds. She was kind of, uh, she was kind of trying to call him out for his overuse of the word bitch in all of his yeah. songs. And he he did. It was like the most masterful thing where he kind of was like, yeah, I don't know, man. When I first started, I, like, I don't know about all these bitches, and they're like, yeah, you gotta say bitches, pox as bitches, and like. Tupac and Jada Pinkett had like a very close personal relationship, oh, I didn't know and he basically like turned it on a dime. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know why Pac said bitch so much. Yeah, I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, masterclass. I uh, I have the uh, that the the T shirt from this album that I mm-hmm. bought it recently because I had it when I was in high school, and it just you know I, I get everything off of Redbubble, and they had that shirt. And then I bought it, and I was super excited about it. Amy's like, that's really misogynistic. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, it's, it's the album cover. I don't know. <laughs> I get a lot of compliments on it. And like, even women are like, I love that shirt. I don't know if I'm supposed to still be wearing it. I think it's, I think if it's, I think, and obviously I'm not the one to say what's misogynistic or not, but I think because the drawing's so bad, yeah. I don't know that it should count. <laughs> it just looks like <laughs> a 12-year-old druid. It's just such a bad drawing. I don't know if it should count as misogynistic, but I don't. Also, I don't they're, wear it out they're, anymore. They're all dogs, right? Everybody's a dog. Yeah, yeah everybody's a dog. It's Come it's on. pretty bad. I have actually I remember reading the like there's the word bubbles and everything when I was like twelve when the album came out and 
Then I was just like, oh man, the Snoop Dogg album, they make, they make a t-shirt of that? Like, I'm going to get that and I'll get Blades of Steel. It's, they came in the same bag, so <laughs> I don't know. I just wear it. I wear it. Hi, and welcome back to the program. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome back to the other side of 40 uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, so Avery, we like to play a game here sometimes um, where I like to test Chris's culinary skills yeah, to yeah, see okay. if he's how well where he is of uh, a meal that we just all ate together. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty simple, straightforward. Where I'm just gonna it's a game called uh, "What do you think we just ate?" <laughs> and uh, uh, ask Chris Chris King what he thought we just ate, and uh, if he gets it wrong, you'll get a chance to steal. Okay. Yep. yep. Uh, there are no prizes. Okay. Or winners, really. Just losers in this game. <laughs> uh, oh, we're doing it now. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the first, first course. First, The first thing we had uh, was onions and venison. <laughs> 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 and then uh, some pickles you made. The Cucumber pickles. What is it? It was a slider. Come on, you knew at least knew it was a slider. slider. It was a slider. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little one. It was a little one. It wasn't venison though. It was some kind of mixed meat. Mixed meat. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. That, you're not wrong. Because you you were talking about the thing is I thought it was venison, and then you and Avery were talking about it. And you said it's mostly bacon. Yeah, whatever it was, but it was shaped, shaped like a sausage, and then you put onions and pickles on it, yeah. and then a little there was a mustard in there, and then it was on little bread. It's a type of sausage. I'll give you that. Bacon yeah. sausage. Technically, yes. Bacon sausage slider. That was great. Most, uh, mostly bacon sandwich. It was a style. It was a German style of sausage. Bacon. <laughs> bacon was the stuff. Do they have bacon in Germany? Stop saying bacon. <laughs> well, how does it become bacon? Because you have to make. Did, did someone make the bacon? Like pull the pork and then smoke it, and then it becomes bacon. Like all right, chop that up, make it a sausage. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's crazy. They added to it. Avery, do you do you have any idea what this this is a hard one? You had mentioned that some older person mm-hmm. or your uncle or grandpa or somebody had, had yes. turned it on. And I was thinking my dad used to eat, eat this stuff called brown schwager. Oh. But I think Avery with the steel. That. Wow, is Avery that right? Avery with the steel. I know brown schwager. Is that what it was? It was a bacon brown schwager uh slider, yes. That's right, because your you said something about your grandpa used to uh get it out of a can or something. It came in a tube. I it came that. in a, it was like a Cut meat, the, uh, the meat paste. Off, I've had, yeah, but that is a paste. I've had brown sugar before. That stuff we had was way better than that. No, it was I don't think phenomenal, but it was a much higher bacon. But there, there was that, it's there. Like, because he made it sound like it just tastes like bacon, but it's definitely there. It's, um. It was delicious. It's liver. It's a liver sausage. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you that. get at that end, that finish, that kind of coppery kind of iodine, but it's just, it's very faint on the finish of that yeah it's def- definitely bacon forward but i was like is this just gonna taste like a piece of bacon and i was like no I, I, it I is taste it. that was solid and i mean you made some amazing things today i mean the next one is i know that you uh, chicken and waffles is the other one but and i'm a huge fan of chicken and waffles but hands down those sliders won today they yeah. were they were Everything unbelievable everything's good but yeah those sliders were good um, and then the other one was it was it uh, Brussels sprouts and ham hocks? That would it, <laughs> you cut up some ham hocks and put it in Brussels sprouts, yes. and like us. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a single potato wasn't there a potato in there? That you kind of cut up. What do you normally call that? Potatoes? 
Oh, hash. Yeah. Hash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Breakfast All hash. I know is like, it, every time you make stuff like that, or anytime I eat anything like that, it's like, I, it's, it's just a game of like, find the meat. Like, like I was just working around like, those Brussels sprouts are, Brussels sprouts, your Brussels sprouts are always good because you cook them in. Bacon, oh. bacon grease. That's yeah. right. That's right. So. You're like, you, you make it, you take all the, <laughs> the benefits of Brussels sprouts away from them. You cover it with bacon and, and it's always amazing, but it was just, I call that, that was finally ham hash is what it was. Well, it was I looked good. at the menu today and everything was brown. And I was like, just thinking about the the photos, and I was like, I had to put a little green in here, or something. Yeah. So I had to throw some Brussels sprouts. I'm a big yeah. fan of the Brussels sprouts. I mean, my wife went for our anniversary, and it was the first time she'd had some Brussels sprouts that had bacon on it. Yeah, and uh, is her new favorite vegetable. It's a so game changer. It. Yeah, yeah it's really it good all the time. I love it, but I haven't had it like other ways. I guess. Yeah, so I think I had good. it steamed I'm, when I was a kid, and I never liked yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. I, don't I love Brussels sprouts. I didn't have my. We weren't a Brussels sprout family, so I didn't have them, but. I was always told they tasted like socks, and they were. <laughs> but I think it, I think even if you just hit them with some butter and salt and pepper, they're pretty yeah. good. So I yeah. don't know what people were doing. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I only had spinach once, and it was like out, just like cold out of a can, and I just because that's how Papa ate it. Yeah, yeah. Papa <laughs> ate it. <laughs> and I, I remember thinking that, that that was disgusting, but like I love, I I would eat any kind of spinach now as an adult. Yeah, uh, and then the chicken waffles. That chicken wasn't. I don't want to. Uh, offend you? I mean, I know that's the name of the game, but was that shake and bake that you put on that chicken? <laughs> kind of. Was it shake or bake? I don't know which side. It was cornflake encrusted. Yeah, 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 it was good. And then the waffles were cornbread waffles. Cornbread waffles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, a uh, shout out to Gomez Barbecue. That was a yeah. Gomez Barbecue smoked chicken. Yeah. So um, we got to enjoy all the pieces that Cody did not steal off the counter this morning. <laughs> I uh, when I bit into it, I didn't know the chicken was smoked, and I yelled at that like accusatory, like "Is this smoked?" And of course, he didn't know because <laughs> he he literally just walked in, and I said at that like he smoked. It's like I literally just got here. I just I just got this plate that you handed to me. Of course, that also thought the the butter was a banana. I, it looked like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I made fun of him for that. I'm like a banana. You never seen butter before? And then I got mine. I'm like, yeah, that butter does look like a banana. I don't. <laughs> And banana butter on that uh, that'd shake been, and bake. That would have been rough if you bit into that expecting a banana, though. Yeah, and it was just a pat, pat of butter. butter. Pat yeah. pat of butter. Shake and bake of bananas. That was good. Uh, and then there was... Uh, Wait, hold on. Before we go on to the last one, I want to say there's a few staples. There's a few things that we've made multiple times with variation. Chicken and waffles is one yeah. of them. Biscuits and gravy. I could make those all day, and everybody loves them. Yeah. I've made poutine like three times, and every time I make it, Chris is like, well, I guess we're having poutine again. <laughs> I do. I'm always with the poutine. <laughs> it's so funny how ungrateful I am specifically because I'm so spoiled. I mean, that happened like third episode, like coming in here, and he's making the best brunch ever. And, of course, guests are like, this food's amazing. I'm like, listen, he's making this poutine all the time. This isn't that great. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm eating about a handful. Like, this son of a bitch will make, it, make poutine with a drop of a hat. Like, oh, surprise, surprise. He's putting some gravy on fries. <laughs> Haven't seen that before. <laughs> uh, and then you, the and then Bridget made a cinnamon roll that we have a video of. She put her thumb right in it. Chef Bridget in, yeah. Yeah. She's a famous, notorious baker. Apparently, the mark of a good baker is you put your hands in what you're making. Yeah, leave <laughs> your mark. That's how you know when it's done. Yeah, I got her fingerprints in uh, frosting. If she ever gets committed, ever she commits a crime, we got it. Uh, but oh man, her cinnamon rolls were great. You know, or sourdough. I'm not, and I, I'm not even a sweets person. But like when you know someone that's like a professional, like, yeah, pastry chef or baker or whatever, those the, the desserts that she's brought by have been so phenomenal. Oh my god, 
Like, if someone, like, offered me, like, a cinnamon roll from, like, Starbucks or something, I, I would not be no. interested in it. I think I'm done with cinnamon rolls. I mean, as a kid, they're always deceptive. Like, you, it's just, like, this giant piece of cinnamon cake that's covered in frosting. Like, that's going to be great. And they're always dry. Yeah. But... This was fresh from the oven. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. It was great. Thumb and and all. My daughters love cinnamon rolls. Oh, man. That's the the go-to whenever they have the option of what we have for breakfast. (laughs) Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Yeah, it was really good. I did not need a full cinnamon roll after chicken and waffles, but I ate it. I think I ate the thumb cinnamon roll. I I took one for the team. Well, you know, we we had talked before the show about, uh, uh, you know, foods that you may like or not like, and and you had said that you did not enjoy... Eggs, particularly. So I tried to stay away from Fried that eggs. for the episode. Fried eggs. I didn't know you said fried Listen. eggs, but there's you have an egg story. Are you okay with sure, showing that for sure. the world? Because <laughs> you told me, and I'm like, well, we're going to have to record you telling the story. Uh, I was in second grade. I'd had eggs for breakfast. I went to school, and I got grease burps is what I call it. it I'd burp up, and it tasted like eggs. Yeah. And I thought it was just me that was being experiencing this, and... Uh, one of my classmates went up to the teacher and said, uh, it smells like eggs in here, Miss Sayre. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I realized it was my burps that she was smelling, yeah. and it turned my stomach, and I've not liked fried eggs since. <laughs> I've, I've had them here and there afterwards, yeah. and it causes me to belch up what tastes like eggs for yeah. hours afterwards. That's really. valid. That's valid. Eh, I think that's a good concern. I don't know if concern. it's an allergy or if it's just a, just a way it doesn't settle in my stomach yeah. properly, but... Not a fan of it, but I, I like scrambled eggs. I told that kid to shut the fuck up. <laughs> what you, how about you mind your business? I had. I remember my dad made breakfast one time. I did and not acknowledge it. By the way, <laughs> he didn't say it was you. No, 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 no. no. I just I walked had, to the other side of the room. <laughs> that sounds gross. I don't know who that is. I gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> for forty-five minutes. I uh, when I was a kid, my dad made breakfast, and I made the mistake of like you know wearing the clothes that I was going to wear to school as this breakfast was being made, and this girl, same very same thing, like these dicks who telling you for smelling like food like this girl came the teacher like someone smells like onions and i knew it was me so i started licking myself i'm like surely my tongue smells better than that and like <laughs> everyone looked over i was looking at myself like a cat like and that's not that didn't save me it didn't help at all like this was senior year of high school <laughs> <laughs> that was and that was that was the last day i ever went to school and that's why i never passed the sixth grade but yeah i've had the same situation like these goddamn kids telling okay. people like something smells like food like all right sometimes people eat in the, in the clothes they wear to school. We don't have moms who make us pancakes in our pajamas. I got made fun of uh, for smelling like beef jerky and on the bus. Somebody smells like beef jerky on this bus. Because I've been uh, burning firewood at my parents' yeah. house in, in yeah. the jean jacket that I wore to school. Yeah. And it smelled like campfire. So they, somebody smells like beef jerky back here. <laughs> like, it's, it's me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> throw this jacket away. <laughs> the way you said that just made me have like a flashback to when I was like a freshman in high school. Like that sounded like every bully that was older than me. Yeah, that like, was that was a perfect tradition of every. They just start yelling like accusations around, and it's like <laughs> whoever sweats the most, they just lock in on it. <laughs> I used to have uh, this is this is great. Uh, when I was a freshman, I used to be terrible. Still to this day, I'm terrible at combination locks. Like I've I've worked. I've, that I've, is a weird thing to say. That I would have kept to myself. Go ahead. Then. I'm, I'm, I was always bad at I was always bad at opening my locker when I got older and I got uh, given numbers. when I got given the combination to like safes as like a manager, assistant manager, or something. <laughs> I would always take three times as long to open the safe. I'm just I'm just not. I don't know. I'm dyslexic when it comes to like spinning that is, locks. That's a weird. 
not a superpower. Is I it the right left thing or the keeping the numbers straight in your head? Thing? I just it just always seems to take me longer, and I would watch other people do it right away with no problem. And so what would happen is we had a very small window between classes. So instead of like keeping my books in my class and going back to the locker like five times during the day because it was like five times, I, yeah. I can barely open it once. <laughs> and we were on this crunch time, so I just got this giant gym bag. And I just carried all of my books in this giant <laughs> yeah. gym bag. But what would happen is it would weigh like 200 pounds. Right. And I'd have it over my shoulder. And I was just, you know, I was an awkward kid. And I had my giant glasses. And, you know, I'm a freshman. And I have this giant, just heavy bag on. And as I'm walking, it's just swinging behind me, just knocking into people and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so I would just be like, I'd like just trying. Uh, all I want to do is like get to class without like having anybody see me you know like that's all i'm trying to do and i would just hear from like down the hallway i was like there goes that dyke boy there goes that dyke boy with his giant duffel bag what what you got that bag dyke boy i just i just wanted to bury my head in the sand you didn't acknowledge either you just kept you no no like they might probably talk to someone else yeah Must be somebody else. Yeah, there's, there's probably some other. Di- Can you believe somebody's looking at that dyke boy? Get the fuck away from me, big backpack. <laughs> I know how that goes. I don't think I have any food related. I don't. I don't think I have anything like food aversions that I had that weren't from drinking. It was usually like like there's certain alcohols yeah, yeah, that I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, never yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. No coconut rum. I will eat. There's I, there's not a single thing that I won't at least try once. I remember I've had a uh, hissing cockroach before. They taste surprisingly like peanut butter. Mm. Tell you that. Uh, but I, they, I there's nothing I won't. Was eat. it prepared or did you just? Yeah, yeah. You think cooking these stuff? Have you ever? Have <laughs> just you ever raw dog. <laughs> just like no one asked me to eat it. It was not food. Like you didn't have to eat that. We're making sandwiches. Like science man, class. I just found it. I, just, I, I cleaned it up. I didn't know where to put it. I thought my mouth was good as a trash can. But yeah, no. Somebody made them. Uh, I was in. Uh, it was a missionary trip, actually. Uh, but that was uh, they made his and cockroaches, and that was like a thing that they ate, and they deep fried them, and then you stuff them with something peanut and, butter. We <laughs> it was peanut butter. Like, what are you stuffed with? Peanut butter, dickhead. Like, those they surprisingly taste like peanut butter. What's funny is it probably was filled. just like ants on a log. I'm like, somebody told me they were like hissing cockers, and I just believed it because I'm an asshole. I mean, uh, deep fried anything is going to taste good. Yeah, Stuff yeah. full of cheese. But I mean, it's a full hissing cockers. There's more of these ratches. Have you ever seen a hissing cockers? They're yeah. huge. Yeah. They're gigantic. And they, no, they were just that. literally deep fried, and then you have to, I mean, they're, like that big. I they, that they're gigantic. And that's the thing. If it, if you just eat it and can swallow it, whatever. I mean, you can eat anything like that, but you got to take bites out of a cockroach, and it was, whew, it was Crunch. tough. <laughs> it's the first bite is the worst. I'm like, ah. Do you bite head first or tail first? Tail, or because the that's side? What all the stuff, all the meat's in that tail. Ugh. And, and you're so supposed to the poop track. So, so the 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 <laughs> wings and the like the top half and the head, if I remember correctly, it's, it's like a crawdad almost. You don't eat the whole thing, but you basically suck out that all that extra suck the stuff. Tail. Yeah, and so you leave you leave like the the yeah. wings on the cap and all. Yeah, because you make a stock out of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it. And they were like, yeah, they were just like on a plate, and there was a sauce you did the in, but yeah, it was it just <laughs> it it sounds like it's disgusting, but it just wasn't that bad. When I was, I, I I take that back. When I was a kid, I was like seven, and we went down to visit my cousin in Miami, and we went out to a seafood restaurant. And I remember they made me try clam chowder, and I had a white clam chowder, and it was fine. I was a real picky eater when I was a little kid, believe it or not. Yeah, but like uh, I ate this clam chowder, and then 
where we went back and I was like in this hot room with my cousin and we were on a waterbed and there was no AC and it was like a hundred degrees at night and I had like an upset stomach and my cousin's like older than me. Like I was like seven or eight and he's like 13. He's like going through puberty and there's some bikini girls down at night swimming in the pool. And so he's trying to like be a creep and like look up out the window at these girls because he's, you know, 13, 14. Yeah. But what he's doing is he's just standing on the waterbed. He's just splashing the waterbed around. And I'm just, like, getting more and more nauseous. And I just eventually, like, exorcist, like, puked all over. Oh. Just just clam chowder. I didn't eat clam chowder again until, like, two years ago. <laughs> I was like, Did it bring back the memories? Of the no. Water? I would just, I always Did had this. Did you like it now? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I just, I, but I had this mental block where I was just like, oh, no. That, no that'll make me puke. Yeah, that'll make me puke all over. You've been in a waterbed since? Unfortunately, I... <laughs> I Whatever, do people do? No, there's no way. There's, 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 there's no way people are still thing. doing those. That was a that was if you had a waterbed, you also had a Camaro <laughs> or a Firebird. Like that's how you, and they don't make they don't make any of the, oh, No one should dude, be doing any of those. Lady. And a mullet. Everyone in my family got on the waterbed train at one point or another. Really? I remember my cousin had one. I had one. My mom had one. My grandparents had one. Really? My grandparents had the one. I don't understand. It was a waterbed, but it had all these baffles in it, so it didn't feel like a waterbed. And like I think they make that already. It's just called a bed. Like yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah. to put water. <laughs> like so. I, I I made it so you can't fill the water. Like that's a mattress, is what that is. <laughs> that's just a mattress. No, it, it's With everybody. A flooding risk. It's every, <laughs> the only people that are wearing that are like listening to like uh, you know have mullets and listening to like rat. And I, I don't know if anybody else has, has a water bed. I don't think there's no way they still make those. It's just a bag of water. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And then you sleep on that. And I was on one one time. Yeah. And the one I was on had neon. It was like the full wooden frame oh, and the okay. neon around the, the square. Underside. Yeah, that's that's how they're supposed to be. And it Did was they have a ferret when you went that one. That's see, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's the box to check. If you have a ferret, you probably have a water bed. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's how you know you have a water bed. Like what is well, my ferret? The like? Under lights. That, that I bet you. I ferret. bet you have a ferret. Late nineties. I don't know. Late nineties. Like they were selling. My mom fell. I feel like a lot of trickery. Like one time we went to the state fair. <laughs> She was tricked into a waterbed. Yeah, like what it was like like a back thing. There's nothing good for you about a waterbed. Like if you're if you have a back issue, a waterbed is the worst thing you can do because there's zero support. It's supposed to be good for the love making, you know. Get that. <laughs> oh, because the waves come oh, back. Yeah. Right, right. That's that's, that's well, yeah. That and a black light. That's what the ladies really like. Quality ladies <laughs> like a waterbed, a black light, and a 1987 Camaro. I was gonna say you're like right now describing my high school room <laughs> and a ferret. Yeah, was there? Like, <laughs> Was there a stack of CDs right next to the waterbed? Because I ripped off Columbia House twice. Uh, <laughs> you had a waterbed? Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, you're how 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 long do you think you slept on a waterbed? Uh, probably like most of high school. Wow. Like yeah. Did you ask for a waterbed, or that was just hundred percent? Yeah. Wow. Because everyone in my family had one, so I thought it was like fancy. I was like, well, I don't. I've never seen a waterbed family before. I want to get a waterbed? <laughs> Did you? What's a waterbed family? Did you what what happened to the waterbed? Did it finally pop or you get a hole? No. What would be would be gross though is anything you had on your bed would fall underneath the the mat. The bladder. Yeah, uh, that's right. You slept on a bladder. And so it wasn't like a thing you could really pop up and like so right. like whatever every once in a while you were supposed to like drain the water and change it, like a couple years or whatever or something. Yeah, uh, and then you would just find like you know twenty dollars and change and like <laughs> anything that had fallen out of your pocket. That ferret, yeah, <laughs> ferret. That, uh, ferret skeleton. Yeah, ferret, yeah. 
your black light. So did it, but did it, you just decided not to, I feel like a waterbed's like the mafia. Like you're going to do it for a while, but at some point it's going to end badly. I think when I moved, I think when I left the house, it didn't travel with me. You left the bladder there. I left the bladder there, and then I don't know what happened. I think my yeah. younger stepbrothers inherited a lot of my stuff, and they just tra- <laughs> trashed it. Yeah, they were not responsible with the waterbed. As no, I was. you got to be really responsible with the waterbed. You got to watch. Doesn't it get like mold too? I mean, it's got to be. Well, it's gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's real gross. I think they put some chemical that keeps it from bolt. You got to put a chemical right? in your bed to keep well, it. I, in its- I put lots of chemicals on that bed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, some of the girls that were over in high school. Uh, did they, all right, so you had you had women over in this waterbed situation. Did I wouldn't call them women. I mean, I was in high school. <laughs> you, had, you had females were over there, but did they were they impressed with the waterbed? Because that's what, to every point, like... Oh, uh, I remember girls ooh, saying... I remember... Bed, <laughs> I'm going to try out that waterbed, I, I like That guy's got the water. Do you, think, do you think that it helped at all? To get uh, a female over your place, did you ever use it as like a, I don't know? Have you ever seen a waterbed before? I, I never did. I was, <laughs> Come look at my ferret. <laughs> I had, a, I had my a, rat posters. I had a very awkward interaction in high school with these. I invited these two girls to come over because my parents were out of town. Two girls? Yeah. Well, it was like a friend, and she brought her friend. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> that's my, something a, wa- a man with a waterbed would do. My, uh, <laughs> my 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 folks were out of town, and I was like, I you know, I I think they brought they had a bottle of booze, but nowhere to drink it. The two girls and I had a yeah. place to drink it, but no girls Man, and no that, booze. That took so me back. I love that. That's a high school. That's how I remember high school. Like people would be like, "I got, I got this booze. I don't know what to do with it." Like, yeah, you just got to find a place. I remember that. And they okay, remember. Okay. I don't know if you remember this terrible brand of alcohol. It was called Aftershock. It was like a cinnamon <laughs> liqueur. Yeah. yeah. What's the they had a, they had the the cool mint version of it too. And that's the one where I think if you, correct me if I'm wrong, if you broke the glass, like the sugar at the bottom, you could eat that. Yeah, but how, how, how do you break the glass and eat? Well, yeah. Actually, I'll tell you, because I was at a par- I had a party at my house where we had Aftershock, we had the mint one, and it was a bunch of 12-year-olds eating glass is what it was. Oh. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a company that should have been sued, because it's uh, all, yeah, the only people terrible. drinking that are like 14-year-olds. Drunk 14-year-olds. And then they finish it like, let's have some sugar, and they break it like, I think this is glass. Like, well, it is, because you're bleeding. Like, oh, you got to call the cops. I think these girls had like two. I think we all had like two shots each, and then they were like, like they were drunk, or like yeah. one of the girls was on her way to being drunk. I remember I'm sitting on the ground, look like I, and I'm literally just like I have a pile of CDs, and I'm trying to keep cool music going on the boombox, <laughs> and the girls are sitting on the waterbed, and they start. Uh, they start kind of wrestling around on my waterbed. Oh, and oh like, my it's God. working out! It's, but, it's but, working but, out. But like, I'm I'm still like I like I'm shifting my eyes between the CDs and what's going on on the bed. That's and I'm very, so you have girls wrestling your bed over and your house to try out your waterbed, and you're worrying with what and you're worried like I gotta put, I gotta keep this mix going. I'm, oh, I'm very nervous, and you could have just put it on repeat. I know you have that <laughs> button on the boombox. Somehow, one of the girls' shirts came off. Oh my <laughs> word! And then. <laughs> You and I had very different experiences in high school. And then the other girl's like, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. So now I'm just... So she did that, but you understand... So now I'm sitting on the floor with this girl who's sitting on the bed with her shirt off. And she was just like, "Uh, you know, I've never... I've never been fucked on a waterbed before. She said that. What grade was this? And, uh, Were you in high school? You were uh, not, like sophomore, uh, junior? Like uh, junior, junior, senior year. Okay. Wow. So, and that girl left. They had a conversation like, hey, you need to get out of here because I'm going to bone the CD, dude. Well, hold on, because uh, it gets better slash worse. So then the other girl comes back in, and she's like, "Hey, uh, she was like, hey, can uh, can you take me home? I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go meet." And I was like, "Absolutely, I can take you." I was like, "Hold on a second. What? So I, I, I just like, I was like, "You just hold on right there, lady." 
And so I jump. Shirt off, lady. You like shirt off, stay, lady. Hang on to the waterbed. So I, I leave her in my house. Hang out with my ferret. I jump. I, I go, jump in the car. <laughs> drive this girl to her boyfriend's house. I come zooming back. I'm like yeah. I'm like running through stoplights and stop signs. Yeah. I get back. Um, the girl. All of the girl's clothes are just in a pile. Whoa. On the floor. There's nice. no. There's no girl. Oh. And I'm like, well, did she get raptured? Like what <laughs> happened? And I'm looking around. I'm like calling her name. I'm like looking around the house. Nowhere to be seen. She had just stumbled out of the house naked and was what? like walking around the neighborhood. What? I have no idea who, how long she was gone that way, but she finally like kind of like slipped back in, and I was just like, "Oh, you're like out of your mind." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, did, and then I was just like, "I was like, I don't know, man. Go lay down until you're." You did the right thing. You can't. You can't. Well, I was like, "Yeah, you got to go lay down until you're like normal again." Yeah, it's like <laughs> I, I have a waterbed. Yeah, because now, now you're like a situation. <laughs> like now you're a problem. <laughs> like I was, it, was just, it wasn't success. You were just that drunk. Like, she, did she finish the aftershock? She eat that. She eat, ate that sugar glass probably. No, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she puked all over my CD pile though. Oh. And then, and then as I'm like waiting for her to sober up, uh, I just like people kept showing. This is back when people just show up to your house yeah it's so like like an ex-girlfriend showed up to my house i'm like i don't even have to explain this to anybody wow <laughs> like, this, this is, by herself this yeah, yeah this, this water bed was working out apparently was a player back in the day. <laughs> this is you're 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 acknowledging the the theory that this water bed was successful you got women showing up ripping their clothes off and just like i'm so naked i'm Did confused you advertise that you had the yeah. water bed is that why all these just a neon sign that said water bed in here no it was just uh, you just wore your ferret around on your wow. shoulder. Yeah. People knew it. Did you live like above your garage, like Michael Seaver from the from Family Ties? No, growing uh, pains, growing, growing pains. pains, growing pains. But yeah. I did have, I did have the blacklight posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you have to. They come with a waterbed. Avery, thank you so much for being on the program today. Oh, thanks. Um, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, we have India's Indies Funniest uh, Comedy Contest uh, Mondays, or no, sorry, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, the last week of July through, I think, like the 24th of um, August. The finals on this Sunday, the 24th, I think. And it's uh, local it's comedy? all local comics, um, and they're vying for prizes and uh, the title of Indie's Funniest. Awesome. And you can catch, uh, as well, uh, at Indie Hostel for the rest of the summer. Thursday nights, we were doing Red Flag Comedy, Open Mic, Outdoor comedy. I really uh, like to go to that, but I'm working on Thursdays. It's but, for a while. <laughs> it's a good time. That place is great. Any any hostel is awesome. Uh, it is a good time. That's where those Jello shots came from. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. How many comics do you get up on that? Uh, try to cap it at about 15, 16. Everyone gets five minutes. And then is we, it a pre-booked thing? Is it a show up mm, and go up? Show up, go up, sign up at 730. And uh, it's, I mean, it's right in the neighborhood. I did a little walk around during the show last week. Just I was like, how far away can you hear? I mean, you can hear probably for a block away. <laughs> you're going to be right. hearing that stand-up comedy whether you want to or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a great time. It's right there off the Monon uh, in the South Broad Ripple area. So come check us out, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Yeah, I actually, uh, I want to plug something on Insta. You never have plugs. No, I never do, but uh, <laughs> if you follow Hasbro Plus, they came out with a Sentinel, and I got into an uh, internet fight with this guy who was upset about the price, so... If you uh, want to go check out that Instagram, it's I don't make a lot of internet appearances. It's wait, wait. Cool. <laughs>
So this is you fighting online? Yeah, yeah. I don't like to do it that often, but I mean, if I'm going to plug anything, I'm like, I'm going to plug this on the podcast. Like maybe someone will see it. I, I, I feel like I did really well. I don't, I don't do it very often, but every every once in a while, people are like, why is Hasbro charging this much for an action figure? Like we're like forty year old men buying action figures. Why are we? Why are we angry about this? So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into this on the post show. Got to know about this. We'll see you next time, guys. Thank you. Bye.